If you're not on the Lace Larrabee bandwagon, there's still room. We told you yesterday that she was going to be on America's Got Talent. She was. She nailed it. She got four yeses. And now she's basically a superstar. She was so calm, cool, and collected. I mean, of course she is, but that's a huge stage. There's lots of lights. There's It's different, right, than being on a comedy stage because there's so many cameras, so um, many angles. You're in front of Howie Mandel, one of the, the top stand-up comics in the world. Yeah. He's judging you. That's his job. Right. His paycheck is to judge you. and But she was so... It, it like didn't even phase her. Yeah. Um, and at one point, Sophia Vergara like made a comment in the middle of her set and Lace just played it off flawlessly and had like a quick witted answer. It was so good. She was not rattled at all. I was like, she's doing in um, comics. Comedians refer to uh, talk. Any interaction with the audience is like crowd work. So that's when you, respond to an audience member mm-hmm. or an ask an audience that's crowd work. And I'm like, Lace just did crowd work with Sofia Vergara. Yeah. I mean. What? So if you have not yet jumped on the Lace train, now would be the time. Now, I will. I, I do know this from friends who have worked in reality television and competition shows. Yes, there are four judges and there are, you know, producers and there are people who, uh, who are making sure the most talented people move through. But there is also a component of, uh, what's it called? P- public acceptance or whatever. Like how public much support. the public likes you. Yeah. So, Please, we'll both put the link on our our Instagrams, but go seek out the video of Lace performing on America's Got Talent and watch that and share it with your friends and ask them to watch it because all of those clicks and all of those views are going to help the producers decide on Lace to continue moving through the competition. I wish, here's what I know about America's Got Talent. The grand prize is a million bucks. That's what I know. I don't know if there's like another round of auditions or if if Lace is just going to be like one of 20 people. I don't know what the next steps are, but I do know that our support is d- definitely, definitely going to help her. So please give her that. And congratulations, Lace. I mean, I know you're probably way too big to listen to this little podcast anymore, but but if you happen to hear it, you crushed it. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, June 22nd. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for Wi-Fi, wireless internet. I mean, what? You just... Like we don't even have a cable hooked up to our TV and we've got 1,064 channels to choose from. What? Like what in the world? What? My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful that Ellie's school keeps us updated on her during the day. Yesterday I did something very strange. Something that that in the city of Atlanta, I don't know if I have done in two or three years. I've done it in other cities, like on, on road trips and... 
I've visiting other cities. I have gone into a fast food restaurant, but I truly can't think of the last time before yesterday that I went into a fast food restaurant. I can't remember the last time I've been in a fast food restaurant. Isn't that weird. The reason I've I found myself huh. inside a Burger King. Ew! First of all, ew! What's wrong with Burger King? What's right about Burger King? It's the king of burgers. It. Mm. You are you are a fast you're a fast food snob until we are on a road trip and then you're like I'll have a Wendy's I'll have the chicken tenders and a frosty. Yeah, I what I yeah, I'm a snob. I'm a snob. I really am. I'm a fast food snob. I don't like fast food mainly cuz I don't like how it makes me feel and I know as soon as I eat fast food I'm going to want to take a nap. Well, I didn't wasn't planning on going to Burger King. There's a new Pizza restaurant in the in like two a mile from us. Not even. Oh yeah, I forgot to ask about that. Well, and I was duped because I saw on next door that they were open and people were saying, "Oh my gosh, it's really good," and it just got into my head that I wanted a slice of pizza. So I went there for lunch, but the sign on the door said, "This is a limited like a practice week, and we're open for three hours every evening for for the next three days." So it was like. 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. just mm-hmm. probably to make sure that their registers work and their Coke machine makes cold Coke and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So we had a meeting at 1:30 and I was like, I'll be there, I'll be back, no problem. Of course, one, the pizza place was closed, and two, there was a bizarre traffic jam. I think it was related to a funeral. I think it was the same funeral that we passed earlier that day where it, I mean, it must've been the most popular person on the planet. Jeff and I were driving back from Ellie's school and this funeral was like overflowing with cars. Like we thought it was someone famous. We're like, who, what in the world is going on? And Jeff said like, I hope this many people show up for me. And then I kind of had the thought of like, oh my gosh, no one's going to show up for mine. Cause I don't think I have that many friends. But I'll take 10% of the people who showed up to that one. I mean, it, it was, was impressive. People were the church parking lot was full. Then like the grass in front of the church was full. Then the neighbors up and down the street, like the like everybody had, there were cars on everybody's front lawn or whatever. Not front lawn, but you know what I mean. Parked in front of the houses. Like, that was a popular person. And I think I got stuck in part of that traffic. So I pull up to Burger King. I'm like, I'm just going to go to Burger King. And I pull up in the drive through line, huge. I'm like, I'm going to go in. So I go into to Burger King. I get my food. When I come out, I am asked for help by the sweetest, oldest gentleman, the night, the, the, the grandfatheriest looking grandfather and his wife is in a walker and he is helping her get from the walker into the front seat of the car. And as I walk by, he says, could you give me a hand? And I say, of course, absolutely. Assuming that he wants me to either hold the walker steady or maybe take her other arm or something, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He hands me he's their little cardboard thing with their two 
I think, hot coffees or the smallest sodas that I've ever seen in my life. Of course. And he hands me this little thing and he says, would you mind holding this for a minute? I don't want it to spill. And I go, sure. I kid you not, it took him, them, well over five minutes to get her into the car. And I offer, I'm like, is there anything I could do to help? Cause it's so hot out. Right. Right. And there, she's trying to get positioned and he's, and I'm like, is there anything I could do to help? Could I help? Would you, is it, and, and there's not, he's like, we got the, we, and he's making jokes and she's making jokes. They were totally fine with it. They're like, oh, this is our little dance that we do. And they were in excellent spirits. But all I could think of is all of these people in the drive-thru line watching me just stand. Oh my gosh, they probably thought you were the biggest jerk. And I'm and like, so I'm trying to be like super animated about asking them for help and engaging them in conversation. Like I'm putting on a performance. I'm doing performance art. I'm doing improv, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing that Drew Carey show. You know, what is it? What's my line or whatever? Like Such a good show. I'm doing that sort of improv so that everybody in the parking lot knows that I'm not the jerk who's just standing there holding the food while Mima and Papa, you know. Are struggling to. Slow dance slash wrestle their way into the front seat of their Oldsmobile. Yeah. So um, that way I, I. I wish I had timed it, but it felt like it was a month long. It was at least five minutes. But they were so sweet, and they offered me $2. They offered you $2? Uh Uh-huh. What did you say? Thank you. You took it? Yeah. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, I didn't. Of course course not. But he did. He's like, could I give you a couple dollars for your time? And I'm like, no. (laughs) like, oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'm like, I I I will take you. If I didn't think it would take us a half hour, I would invite you to come sit in Burger King with me and let's all have lunch together. And I'll buy your lunch. But who has that kind of time? (laughs) Um, We got the sweetest message from Ellie's school. And I was a little worried about her drop off yesterday because we took her first day. She was totally fine. We went in with her and then we snuck out. Second day was okay. Carpool line. So this is like stepping up the game, right? I was sitting in the back with her. Jeff was driving. We get her up to the carpool line and you know, there's someone there taking her out of her car seat and to take her into the building. And she was kind of confused for a minute. And she was like, daddy, daddy. It was so sad. And I felt just this pang of guilt. I was like, oh my gosh, I hope she doesn't think that we like abandoned her. And I have the cell phone number of one of the administrators because she texted me about Ellie's first day. It was so sweet to me. And I was like, hey, how's Ellie doing? And I got the sweetest little report on Miss Ellie. So the report was, she said, she's doing fine now. No more tears. Like after we dropped her off, like it was, you know, a little bit of tears and then we were fine. And she said she was helping a friend who was crying as they were walking back to class by holding their hand. I mean, melt my heart. And my first thought was, oh my gosh. And I immediately, I got the text. I called Jeff. I was like, Jeff, oh my gosh, our kid is nice. Our kid is nice. Our kid is nice. And my second thought was like, how does she know how to do that? Because we're, I mean, 
I just don't know many instances where she would know how to like hold someone ha- someone's hand and say it's okay. Like, of course she would. How yeah. though? Like, because we comfort her, but we're her parents, so we like pick her up and you know. Yeah, or sometimes like we'll just like put our hands on her head. Like she knows that when she is upset, there's some sort of physical touch. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. I I don't I don't know I I if you had if we were talking about this years ago I would have been you know pre Ellie mm-hmm. or even when Ellie was a tiny I'd be like yeah I wonder how she figured that out but one thing that I know for certain that every I think every parent knows kids are such weird little sponges it's so weird it's so bizarre the stuff that they. Remember, I'll t- I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Ellie is uh, is like a little hoarder. She's a little pack rat. She will find any sort of vessel. It She's could, like a squirrel. Yeah, it could be a like a um, like a, a duffel bag that she found in a closet. It there was a, a like a mop bucket that she's been hauling around, which is half the size that she is. So and also funny because we don't even own a mop. Yeah. So. so she's just clunking around with like this, I don't know what, I call it a mop bucket, but what, like a car wash bucket, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a bucket. You're clunking around with that thing. And somehow in the bucket ended up with the tape that I was using when I hurt my toe a few weeks ago. Like I would put gauze around it mm-hmm. and put the tape. And I don't know that she ever paid attention to me fixing. She obviously would have seen the bandage on my foot, Mm -hmm. but in the bucket. So she gets the tape out of the bucket and she's playing with it. And I show her how you can unroll it. And as soon as I unroll it, she immediately goes to my foot and starts to wrap it around. My sock was on, but Mm -hmm. like wrap it around my toes. Where? How? So crazy. So crazy. And I, first of all, we have a sweet kid. I'm like, I'm so proud of her. Well, we have a sweet kid today. We could have a biter tomorrow, but today she's a sweet kid. We could have a biter tomorrow. She's a sweet kid today. But I'm so, my level of pride, I'm like, this must be the best thing about being a parent is like watching them pick up something good from you. Yeah. And then just like, I'm just so proud of her. I also, on the other hand, was like, you know, she really does pick up on stuff. Like it matters what we say to our kids and it matters like they're always watching and observing. Yeah. And I just like got also kind of sad at the same time. Cause I'm like, what if a kid, you know, doesn't have parents that give them hugs or, you know what I mean? And just, you know, it matters. Yeah. It, yeah. I'm not telling you to hug random kids, but I'm also saying like <laughs> these littles need love. I, part of me worries about that too. You pointed this out. Um, because I used to, uh, like in the hour before bedtime when Ellie would get like the crazy pre-bedtime energy, mm-hmm. I would call her cocaine Ellie because she was just bouncing off the walls. Bing, 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 and bing, I'm bing, like, bing. you got to stop and that. Kelly's like, um, you can't call her that because what if she refers to herself that way in front of a teacher? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, good point. And that now I, like I even, I mean, I don't question myself, but I wonder if, because I always call her fool. I'm like, what are you doing, you fool? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't ever want her to say that to her own, to, to, to her teacher, like if her teacher's being silly. Okay, fool. And Ellie's like, what are, what are you being a, you're a fool. <laughs> yeah. Like, so. Um, we got to lock it up around here. Yeah. But I get, I mean, I think it all comes, 
out in the wash, right? Are you is proud it, of her though? Is it the first? I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy. I wish I could have seen it. Me too. My heart would have grown. What's the phrase from the Grinch? A hundred times. I don't know. Three sizes. I think. Yeah. If I saw her, if I if like we pulled in to pick her up and she was walking on on the other side of the parking lot holding somebody's hand. So cute. Yeah. Um, I heard this little nugget of wisdom that hit me like a truck. I want to share it because it's, I, I promise it's going to help so many people. It's a filter that you need to put on your brain. And the filter is going to catch the words, what if? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because if your thought, if what you're thinking starts with the phrase or starts with the words, what if, that means it's an intrusive thought. It's not coming from you. It's actually coming from the exact opposite of who you are. Okay. So you don't mean what if in a positive way. You mean what if in a worried way. Yes. If you have an anxiety-fueled what if, remind yourself when that starts popping into your head and you're like, what if they never call me back about the job? What if this, what if that, what anything that escalates worry or fear or concern or anxiety, that is an intrusive thought that is taking up space in your head that you could be using for positive thoughts, for self-improvement, for, for, for manifestation, for whatever you want to use it for, for gratitude, for kindness, for prayer, whatever positive stuff fills those empty spaces in your head. Think of um, the what if anxiety thoughts is like those weeds. Like they don't have kudzu all over the country, but you know how kudzu, mm-hmm. like if it gets somewhere. It's like a vine, it grows. Takes over everything. Mm-hmm. That's what what that's what negative what if is. So filter that and when you hear it, remind yourself that that is an intrusive thought not being spoken by you, but instead being pushed on you by whatever the negative part of your brain is that wants you to not succeed. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. My hearing aid broke, so I sent it off to the company to get it fixed. That was about a month ago, and I have heard nothing since. I've got a uniform. I just like to wear black t-shirts. That's my thing. Try to keep it simple. Steve Jobs did it. Worked for him. Why don't I do it? Here's the thing, though. I also want to be unique. I want to stand out. I want to have a little bit of style. That's where Pear Eyewear comes in. You can get Pear Eyewear's base frame for just $60. That includes prescription lenses. This is just a basic frame of glasses, but there's tiny little magnets in it. And then you get top frames that you can swap out for whatever you like. They've got dozens, hundreds of designs and styles. They've got your favorite sports team. They've got your favorite holiday. They've got bright colors. They've got muted colors. They've got loud colors. They've got quiet colors. They've got solids. They've got patterns. There are literally an 
endless supply. Okay, well, that's an exaggeration because it's not really endless. But there are tons of top frames that you can get and just snap them on and change up your look that quickly. It makes you fiercely individual simply by creating the illusion that you have dozens of pairs of glasses for you to choose from. Get glasses as unique as you are. One pair with infinite style starting at just $60. Go to PairEyewear.com slash upside. You'll get 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash upside. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance, vegan, 100% cruelty-free skincare and beauty products. They were a brand that I heard years ago from some girlfriends who not only loved the makeup, but they also loved that it was a brand they could be proud to support. The word cause is in their name for a reason, okay? They have a bigger-than-beauty mission. So for every product that we purchase... Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, and that includes women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. They also never test on animals, which you know I love. I've been wearing the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara for years, and I've been asked if my lash extensions are back when I'm wearing it because it mimics the look of lash extensions. The Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara has over 15,000 five-star reviews. One of my favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is seriously foolproof. It comes in a stick with a creamy texture, and I put a little dot of it like right in the corner of my eye by my nose, and it gives the illusion that I put a ton of effort into my makeup when I definitely did not because I am not a fancy makeup person, but this makes me look like I absolutely am. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-S. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside for 15% off your first order. Me Undies has a goal to make this summer your most comfortable summer. Because when you're comfy and you're feeling good, you're more present to enjoy all of your summer plans. It's like science or something. MeUndies has the lightest and most breathable fabrics to help keep you cool and comfortable wherever you go. From undies, bralettes, to socks, to loungewear, to swimmer, you can find something for all of your plans. They've also got new prints being released all the time, like their limited edition Pride collection available right now. So you can match with your friends, your partner, even your dog if you want to. Find your ultimate summer comfort in sizes from small to 4XL. They've got a great offer right now for Upside listeners. First-time purchases get 15% off. And if you sign up for their free-to-join MeUndies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. So to claim this 15% off or 25% off and get 100% satisfaction guarantee on the most comfortable underwear that you'll ever wear, go to MeUndies.com slash Upside. That's MeUndies.com slash Upside. Here are today's three random things. My first random thing is light roast coffee has more caffeine than dark roast coffee. I feel I, like I just need like boom. I knew that. And I knew that because that was a truth bomb, by the way. A what? The boom. That was a truth bomb. Okay. Boom. Um, I knew that because there is uh Starbucks has a thing called blonde espresso. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. And I re uh, somebody told me because I bought a, like a cold brew made with blonde espresso at two in the afternoon, thinking I was all smart. 
Because it's it light. Like, oh, it's light. It'll have less caffeine. And they were, this is like years ago. And they were like, you're not going to go to sleep until tomorrow night. The longer coffee is roasted, the more caffeine is cooked from the beans. So if you're someone that's like, oh, yeah, I drink dark roast coffee, which I always assumed was for like serious coffee Me too. drinkers. Me too. No. Nope. The blonde roast still get you. My second random thing is, <laughs> this is kind of gross and kind of makes me never want to eat ice cream again. Oh, it, no. Come on. Really? Why are you doing this It to probably me? won't bother you as much as it bothers me. Okay. It takes 5.8 pounds of whole milk and one pound of cream to make one gallon of ice cream. That's, that is an unfair way to measure. That is so gross. The milk and the cream because nobody, you don't. You know, that's not how you make it. Like, it's a cup, like a cup of milk. And I can tell you exactly how much goes into it because I have perfected a homemade strawberry ice cream. That is true, you have. Recipe, mm -hmm. and it's two cups of cream and one cup of milk. Hmm. 5.8 pounds of whole milk. And by the way, if that you want- That makes me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> if you want to make homemade strawberry ice cream, here's the trick. You take strawberries and you mash them all up, Right. Like you can put, just put them in a blender, whatever you got to do to mash them all up, mix them with the sugar. Literally no one asked what the recipe was, but continue. But this is, I read this and it's brilliant. And then it sounds weird, but you squeeze citrus over it. So either a lemon or lime, don't use orange because the flavor is too powerful, but do you lemon or lime, squeeze a lemon or lime, stir it in with the sugar and the strawberry. And what, it, what the acid in the citrus does is it pulls the strawberry flavor out of the strawberry mash and like infuses it with the sugar. And then you use the strawberry mash and the sugar in with your cream and your milk and, um, and off you go. I bet you didn't know you were gonna get a cooking lesson and a chemistry lesson in this episode of The Upside, but there you go. And my third random thing is just- um, By the way, just before you make too much fun of me from that, uh, you I ate, ate the whole thing. You ate so much strawberry ice cream last week that, um, I think Ellie's first three-word phrase ever was in the strawberry history of ice cream was strawberry. Our four-word phrase was strawberry ice cream, please. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And my third random thing is just two years after finishing their careers, approximately 78% of NFL players go bankrupt. Oh, wow. It's super high. I was, um, I did see something years ago that I thought was really interesting about organizations that are trying to prep NFL players for careers, like after their career, because it's so short lived. Like when you look at the grand scheme of life and you know, you get all this money and then you don't realize like you're not going to have it forever. So I, it's I a knew, big problem. I knew someone who was a sports agent and, uh, the rumor was in his contract, um, that if you agreed to sign with him and work with him, I think he developed, I don't know, he worked with people at the beginning of their careers. Mm -hmm. And part of his deal with them was whatever I get you as a signing bonus, you have to put it into an account that you cannot access for 10 years. Just to like buffer yourself for the future. Yeah, because yeah. A, a lot of times when you're, and this is me talking about sports, I know nothing about sports, but as I understand it, when you get a contract in for a professional sports club, there's just like a set rate. Like, oh, you're a rookie, your pay is 200 grand a year, which is great, mm -hmm. but it's 200 grand, grand a year. But they might say, if they're really trying to hire you or whatever, 
Yeah. Sign you. Sign you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They're like, hey, we'll give you a $7 million bonus. Your salary is still going to be 200 grand a year. But his rule was you put that $7 million in the bank. And you don't look at it. Yeah. Give it to like an investor person or whatever. They'll go do the stock market, all that stuff. And then it'll be worse more than that. So anyways. And those are my three random things. So much (laughs) random information from Jeff in this three random things. Three random things. Yeah. Uh, I, I oddly... Motivated myself yesterday morning to start riding the bike again. My bike again. Okay. I appreciate this. I love and support you. Uh, I, (laughs) but I really hope that you, you do because you love to ride your bike. Love to ride the bike. Now it's not going to happen this week because I think the high today is supposed to be 101. Yeah, no. So I don't, don't, don't go look for me out on the trails this week, but I have had, I have two bikes, I have two really nice bikes and they, I haven't ridden them in over probably two years, mm-hmm. maybe three. It's been a few years. And I, um, they would just sit in the garage and when I would see them, they would kind of make me sad. And be like, oh, you really got to ride the, make time to ride the bike, buy the bike. I even, I think I talked about. Uh, the little buggy thing that I bought so Ellie can ride mm-hmm. behind one of the bikes and stuff. So I, it's been in the back of my mind to start riding again. And you know what I did yesterday? Simply because I am committed. I am so committed to us having a tidy garage mm-hmm. because I'm, I get so, when I look at other people and they have their garage open and there's like two boxes in the whole thing. I'm like, how do they do that? I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm so committed to us having a tidy garage that I hung the bikes on the wall. Like there's official, like I got official bike, whatever they're called, hangers. And the bikes are now hanging. Actually, they're off the ceiling above where the cars are. Mm -hmm. It looks very athletic. It does. It looks like. This is the home of a cyclist. Yep. And it kind of motivated me because what I don't want is I don't want people to come over and go, oh, you ride? Because if if we're showing them around the house and you open the garage door, they're not in the corner behind Mm-mm. two cardboard boxes and an old dresser. They're literally hanging on the wall like art. Mm-hmm. So they're going to say, oh, you ride? That's a really nice bike. And I would have to say no. Like, I would have to sit. So now I feel motivated to go out and ride at least once a month. So I can be like, yeah, I get out from time to time. I think once you do it, like, twice, you're going to get back in a flow again. Yeah. Because you really do love it. Like, I miss that for you because it brings you so much joy. Yeah. So I will. I will. Now that now that they're hanging up and I have to look at them, truly, every single time I get in and out of the car, I have to see the bikes motivated. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. I almost moved out of our house last night (laughs) because Jeff was editing late. I was drinking a glass of wine because I don't have to wake up like super early. I've been working from home, which means I get to sleep in until 6 a.m., which is just, you know, a whole thing. It's awesome. So uh, Jeff calls me up. She's like, Kelly, I need you right now. So I 
come upstairs and Jeff is in the battle of his life with the biggest roach that I've ever seen in my life. Did we already talk about this on the show? No, we talked about the one that crawled out of my shorts. Okay, this is why I'm having roach deja vu, but it's not deja vu because it has happened to me, to us twice. You know, we had these same conversations when we moved into the townhome. <sighs> yeah, like, people I, must think that we're just like disgusting human beings. No, I think it's just... I think, this is really hard for me to accept, but I've had enough people tell me that I think it's just fact. Um, I think in the South, most houses, there are just roaches. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a thing that happens in the South. And maybe it's all over the, maybe the whole country. Maybe everybody has roaches. But um, when you move and you're moving stuff around and you're opening cabinets and closets and all that stuff, it disturbs them and it makes them come mm -hmm. out and, and look kind of like a welcoming thing. So. I don't know if it's welcoming so much <laughs> as it is like, I wonder what's going on out here. Yes, yeah. I have heard the same thing. Like when you move, they come out. So Jeff is like in the battle of his life with this roach that is apparently very fast because it's like, you know, man manipulating its way like around the office. Ellie's asleep in the next room. Jeff's trying to edit. He's like, okay, here's what you're gonna do. Like he's got the swatter thing. He's like, you go put on shoes. Like we're no, tag teaming this roach. I did not say to go put on shoes. The reason I called you up is because normally if I just saw like a little roach or bug or anything, I would just grab something and kill it, right? Mm -hmm. There's truly, our house is so unpacked and so neat and so tidy that there's no um, clutter, extraneous stuff that you can use. You know, give us a month and there'll be like a random roll of paper towels on the floor of the studio for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or whatever. There's nothing. I had no weaponry. I had nothing to take this roach down. So Callie comes up and uh, she brings her a little swatter thing. And then she goes, I'll be right back. And then she comes back upstairs wearing my shoes, not hers, mine. Like I hear her coming up the stairs like Godzilla coming into Tokyo. Clump, clump, clump. And I realized the reason why is because she didn't want to get her shoes dirty. No, I don't want to get my shoes dirty. And I figure if I had your shoes, like if I have my shoes on, and I need it, we need to swap shoes, or you're like, give me a shoe or something. It's just a whole big thing. If we can both fit in one pair of shoes, <laughs> it's more versatile. It's a more versatile plan of attack. So that's where I was going with it. I did notice a couple of things um, because after that, I'm like, okay, well, the studio is next to our bedroom. The bugs in the studio, we had a roach in the studio or in our bedroom the other day. Like, I am not sleeping tonight. Like, I, I am, I'm not sleeping. I need it. So I start Googling natural remedies and the only reason i say natural is because i'm like what do i have in my house at 11 p.m that i can use to yeah. make me feel like i can sleep in my own bed tonight that's what i wanted to know uh all the roach websites first of all my marketing notes for all of you roach people um we don't need to see pictures of roaches like less if we're less photographs, less yeah. photographs if we're googling it we know what they look like Callie and Jeff, you're talking about mosquitoes today. Um, I've been saying for a few weeks now they've mutated and are injecting fire venom into people now. Um, I always get bit by mosquitoes. Holy crap, though, this year I am so itchy from them, and I swear they are injecting fire venom into us. They are so bad. They've also become resistant to mosquito spray, and... 
this isn't good. They're everywhere and I can't fix it. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Just have to share. All right. Bye, guys. Cozy Earth sheets are the softest sheets that you will ever sleep on and they help regulate your temperature. So if you're a hot sleeper, I am a hot sleeper. I had kind of gotten used to the fact that you just sweat when you sleep. Well, that is not true. I have not had a sweaty night's sleep since we switched our bedding to Cozy Earth. And Cozy Earth is not just sheets. I think we talked about uh, the bath towels that we're going to be getting from Cozy Earth. They also have PJs. They have crib sheets. They have, uh, if it's cozy and if it's soft, they have it. And they have a discount code for upside listeners. It's 40% off. Which is amazing. So do not sleep on this discount. (laughs) Do not not sleep on the Cozy Earth Sheep discount. Sleep on the sheets, not the discount. Uh, There you go. That's their tagline. (laughs) You're welcome. They need to write you a check for that or (laughs) or pay you in PJs. I mean, I would take it, honestly. Um, You can go to callieandjeff.com slash sleep. And that is going to take you to your discount. So it'll populate it, check out. It's a great discount. And again, don't sleep on the discount, sleep on the sheets. Our absolute favorite thing to do over the summer is to grill out when it feels super good outside, have a drink. Jeff mans the grill. We turn our favorite playlist list on and just, you know, it feels so good. Now we are on rotation in the summer. Like every week I usually do grilled chicken that Jeff makes for me on the grill. And we get that from butcher box. We also love to do like steak tacos are on the rotation. Oh my gosh. So good. This summer, add some power players to your grilling lineup with butcher box. It's the subscription service that delivers high quality meat and seafood right to your door. We love not having to think about what the grocery store is going to have or what we're in the mood for or whatever. So we get super excited when our ButcherBox subscription comes in because we know we always have stuff in the freezer. It's high quality, it's delicious, and it's ready to go. Plus, I love that there are no antibiotics or added hormones. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen for convenience so you can save time on your next grocery store trip. Get summer sizzling started with this special ButcherBox deal for Upside listeners. Free bacon for the life of your membership plus $10 off. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com Upside and use the code Upside to get one pack of free bacon in every box for the life of your membership plus $10 on your first order. That's ButcherBox.com Upside and use the promo code Upside to claim this deal. Hey guys, it's Liz. I was listening to um, your segment today on the local radio drama in Atlanta. Um, Your advice to sometimes just be silent is phenomenal. And I would ask you to remember that when Ellie and your future children come home because someone has hurt them or wronged them and you are going to want to um, be upset with them and for them. And sometimes silence is the best support and best advice to give them and they won't listen, but it's going to be okay. Um, but I think it's fantastic advice in life and in parenting. And sometimes that's hard to remember because our mama, papa bear brains take over. Uh, love you guys. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Kelly. This is Christy. Um, a hundred percent. You can bring your own urn to the funeral home. We did that with my mother-in-law. We, um, ordered an urn from Amazon. So, yes, 
I don't know about a two liter bottle though, but it's much cheaper than buying one from the funeral home. Take your own urn to the funeral home. Mosquito Venom Girl here again. Also, my aunt told me, just eat a bunch of garlic and they'll leave you alone. And I'm like, great, I love garlic. I ate five cloves of garlic the other night, you guys. And the next morning, they didn't care. They still ate me alive. And then I just smelled like lasagna. So don't do that. It doesn't work. Hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Iris from Bethlehem, Georgia. And I just heard your little tip of grating Irish Spring soap to keep mosquitoes away. And I have not tried that, but I'm excited to do so. But for the last 20 plus years, I have used regular Irish Spring soap. And yes, you grate it with a cheese grater. And I have put it on my flowers and plants to keep the deer and the other animals away. And it has worked. So very excited about the mosquitoes. And have a great day. Bye. Hey, this message is for Jeff. Jeff, I feel like you had the same conversation last year about Father's Day. I'm a day behind. But I wanted to let you know you don't have to wait till next year. You can pick a weekend and have a redo. I think that's the coolest part about having a super young child. You're not crazy busy with sports and everything else at this point. So pick a weekend and redo your Father's Day the way you want it to. You don't have to wait a year to do so. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Amy from Pennsylvania. I'm just listening to the Father's Day episode um, with the dogs running out when you saw the roach. Um, Yeah, we have a 195-pound Great Dane who runs from flies and ants. So do not feel bad. Um, Yeah, I I don't know if it's the crawling, the flying, the fact that they're smaller. I don't know. But yeah, runs. Runs and cries. Um, About a week ago, there was an ant in our family room, which is hardwood floor, and saw it cried and ran up the steps to the upstairs. So, yeah, you guys aren't alone. (laughs) Bye. Hey, Jeff. This is Amy. Just wanted to call and say thank you for sharing your insight on, or not really sharing your insight on the radio drama. I have always appreciated that you've always taken the high road. Um, And just as a side note, my stepdaughter was an intern on the show we do not mention. Um, The person who is no longer employed there, Davi, was her favorite person. She said she is the most real, the most genuine, um, and just most genuine person. And we wish Davi all the best in everything that she does. Thank you for sharing that that feedback and input just because um, my husband always tells me when they go low, we go high. And I always appreciate that you've always gone high, um, even when we know you're right <laughs> and you want to go low sometimes. We always appreciate it. And I just wanted to thank you for that. I hope you have a great afternoon. Um, stay cool out there. If you're constantly doubting yourself, I'm a psychologist and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt. Number one, avoidance feeds self-doubt. And the more you avoid something, the more you will believe in that narrative that says, I would never have been good enough anyway. Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you. Something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back anymore.